Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jazz down nine. Let's see if they can work their way back. Donovan is down on the ground on the left side of the floor. And the Jazz have called a timeout. Donovan is Donovan is injured. He is being helped off the floor right now. Ingles driving, kicks to the corner. Bogdanovich, corner three. Bogey! 106-99, Jazz by seven. O'Neal breaks the 45, puts up the right-hand floater. No, Gobert taps it up and in. Utah by nine, 112-103. They trailed by 17. Rudy, obviously the defense was not good in the first half, and obviously it was excellent in the second half. What changed? I think number one on uh, on mindset, we were way too passive in the first half. They could drive, go wherever they wanted to go. They just played harder than us in the first half. Once we picked that up, uh, I think our communication, our physicality, everything was better in the second half and uh, completely changed the momentum of the game and it fueled our offense. Have you had a chance to talk to Donovan yet? And kind of what are your thoughts about uh, potentially losing him for a you know significant part of, of the season? I didn't see what happened on the play. Um, I saw him in the locker room. He was in great spirits. So hopefully, you know, we can uh, get him back soon. But uh, I mean, everyone stepped up. We have a deep team. So, you know, it's a, it's a luxury that we have. Obviously, uh, there's only one Donovan Mitchell, but, you know, we got a lot of guys that can handle the ball. So, you know, we just try to, you know, keep playing the right way and, you know, and keep sharing the ball. And, uh, you know, I really think our defense is, is, is the key. And, uh, and offensively, you know, we, we have a lot of talent. All right, Gordon, the Jazz won 119 111 over the Pacers. They're now 42 and 14 on the season, 26 and 3 here at Vivint Arena. The defense certainly was a story, and Donovan Mitchell was a huge story. Donovan goes out in the third quarter with an ankle sprain. Uh, X rays were negative. Uh, he's going for an MRI tonight, and uh, it, it looks to be a, a sprain in the lower ankle, so it's not those high ankle sprains, which are which are so very tricky. So a lot of optimism out there about uh, Donovan, but at the very least, he's going to miss, I, I would guess, uh, at the minimum, a couple of weeks. You would think that, especially for the demands, the rigors of the NBA, what's required of that. Anybody who's ever sprained an ankle, the, you know, the wide spectrum. I mean, sometimes it's, it, it, I mean, but I know people who have had a severe ankle sprain and they, they still felt it months later. And with all the, with all the treatment that uh, Donovan will get, I would expect him to be able to bounce back a little quicker than that. I mean, it didn't necessarily prevent people from being able to use it, but they could feel it. Kind of like you talked about with Boyan Bogdanovich's wrist, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he feels it. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, what the what the uh, determination is as far as the injury, and and then he'll get that treatment and go. But we're going to – could this be a situation? If you're – are you an optimist? Are you feeling optimistic today? Uh, about what? My own life? No. <laughs> I just wondered if you wanted to look at the donut instead of the hole, even though the hole is bigger than the donut maybe on this occasion. Was this but, knives out? Yeah. I know. No, I, I, I mean, I'm feeling optimistic <laughs> about the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell. No, uh, I, I just wonder if, if this somehow, because the Jazz have a lesser, a less difficult schedule down the stretch, if they have to play without Donovan for a while, if this could end up helping them. 
Oh, it could. I mean, it could. You know, as, as guys need to step up their games, you know, to to fill in for Donovan. I think I think it could have that effect. Mm. We've seen it before when Rudy. I mean, a few years ago when Rudy missed some games and the Jazz were struggling defensively, they had to figure something out. And then when Rudy came back, in fact, this was Donovan's rookie year. When Rudy came back from injury, their defense was lights out. Because they had gotten used to playing without Rudy, and then you threw threw Rudy back into the mix, and they were unbelievable. So you know you hope that that's the type of scenario where guys lift their games, and then Donovan comes back, and everybody's playing at a high level. It could be, I don't know. It's 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 really hard to say uh, at what price. You know, I mean, will the Jazz lose more games? Let's say Donovan misses. I don't know, pick a number. Five games. Okay. If it's five games and they lose ground in those Western Conference standings, um, it, it, are people going to freak out over that? Or And should the Jazz do whatever they can to uh, to preserve their lofty standing in the West? Or will, will they – will they will the, uh, priority number one be getting Donovan healthy and making sure that you don't wear everybody else out too in, in his absence? Because that could happen as well. Because certain players aren't used to having to uh, fill in for for their star. So you're pessimistic then? No, I'm not pessimistic. I'm just talking about stuff. I'm not saying one way or the other. Well, you asked me if I was optimistic, and I'm reading the tea leaves from your point there, you're seeming pessimistic. No, I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. It could end up helping the Jazz. It could end up hurting them. But either way, you don't want to make one problem or two problems into three. And a good way to not do that is worrying about two problems becoming three. Guess what happens? It becomes becomes four. four. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like, it's kind of like the guy who let's say someone, I don't know who somebody sprained their ankle. And so what do they do? What's their natural tendency? It is to rely. If they hurt the right ankle, it is to rely on the left ankle more. And so, yeah, you heal up the right. It's in ankle, Proverbs, isn't but it? But your left ankle now is in jeopardy. <laughs> so the so, solution is just don't play anybody and lose the next five games. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. It's not that I'm being pessimistic. It's just that I'm being realistic. No, I'm not saying it's going to be one way or the other. I'm just saying those are considerations, Jake. Okay. <laughs> All right. I I honestly, you know, there's kind of a a combination there was some reporting about the wear and tear and the and we talked about it what all week pretty much Gordon right the the truncated season and what effect it's having on on injuries and there's already you know tweets out there talking about Donovan Mitchell and people being angry with the league uh yeah hey I'm in front of the line when it comes to getting angry at people but Donovan <laughs> uh Donovan this particular injury he just landed wrong now you heard Bogdanovich say I hope it wasn't on purpose yeah I hadn't as, even considered that. as a player got underneath him a little bit I had never really considered that until Bogdanovich said something so I don't know I'd have to maybe go back and examine the replay a little bit closer but that was that was not a um a wear and tear type injury that was Donovan came down and I mean it it rolled pretty significantly it was pretty obvious mm-hmm. yes uh yeah it's funny how it takes a player to come up with the whole idea that it might have been some sort of nefarious uh you know activity there but uh I don't know Donovan could not put pressure on that ankle you saw him he needed help to get off the court 
And I I had an I had a, an injury just like that playing basketball, and uh, it was it was a bad one, Jake. I mean, I'm nobody's idea of a wuss, or I can use that. Is, word, is this but. like when you compared your cramps from going on a leisurely walk through the park that you called a hike up a mountain to when LeBron James had like a torn calf? No, because the injury, even though my level of play was much lower the injury itself was uh, just as severe and it took it took a long time for that to heal but then i tweaked my other ankle on another occasion and i was back at it pretty quick after that so i mean hero he no I'm not, not all heroes wear capes it's true <laughs> no no that's not my point my point is that human <laughs> structure uh sometimes uh and, and maybe donovan like i said he gets he certainly gets better treatment than I ever got, and maybe he's, he's, uh, and this happened to me when I was about his age. So anyway, uh, I'm sure maybe he's a he's as a superior athlete. Maybe he heals quick too. I don't know. Uh, like you like you mentioned earlier, Jake, we really haven't had to to wonder about that with Donovan because he rarely gets hurt. And uh, yeah, that, yeah. that in and of itself is remarkable, considering. The torque on his body, the way he plays, the way he drives to the rim, the way he spins and bumps into people, all that. He's hes really been remarkably durable. You know what? I mean, I'm watching this replay over and over again, and it was Edmund Sumner who, uh, who slid under Donovan. That could be intentional. I mean, I he, he kicks his leg underneath him. Austin, see if you can find that. Because I, I really have Oh, without watching it, I, I know it was, just because that's the, my nature. I would, I, I would you know, hate to believe something like that was on purpose, but I also am not naive to think oh that, like, gosh, that, that stuff right doesn't happen. Yeah, he's looking right at it and kicks right under Donovan. There's a five-second uh, just repeat of it happening over and over. I'm going to retweet that. Jeez, I hope that it wasn't on purpose. That looks like it could have been, honestly. What would the motivation be for that? Take the other team's best player see, out. Win see, the game. Yeah, I know, but it's not like they're playing. It's not like the Jazz are a rival of the Pacers. It's not a team that they're positioned Stuff like that against. is usually to make the player uncomfortable. You're not trying to hurt the guy. That's, you're making yeah. him, You're making him think about it the next time he jumps. It's still egregious. And it's still dirty, but he's you're not trying, trying to, to make sure he doesn't get the ball. Yeah, it's kind of like a guy. I don't know if you remember this guy, Grayson Allen. Was he really trying to injure people when he was tripping them, or was he just being a jerk trying to keep them away from the ball? The bear. Well, I mean, tripping in this, I think tripping is way, is not nearly as bad as coming down in somebody's landing space. Like like the most egregious one that I can think of. And maybe Austin, you or Gordon can can think of a, a more egregious one. But do you remember when Zaza Pachulia slid under Kawhi Leonard in the yes, playoffs? Yeah. And and I honestly don't think Zaza was trying to take Kawhi out of the series. I think Zaza was trying to make it uncomfortable for Kawhi. One of those things where next time you take a three, you're going to think about landing on my foot, and you're going to think about hurting yourself badly. That's probably I, what it was. And I think stuff like that goes on a lot in the NBA, as dirty as it is. But this day, yeah, this doesn't look good from Sumner, my opinion. And maybe that's unfair, and it was completely. Um, on, I, on accident, but yeah, that's not a, it's not really a good look. Obviously, the Jazz players are questioning it because Bogdanovich said something. Sure, but as I watch this, Jake, Donovan's ankle turns before the contact occurs. As he lands back on the floor, his ankle turns, and then they collide shins, sort of. See what I'm talking yeah, about there? Well, uh, it could be that he was trying to get a get 
uh, contact on Donovan anyway, but I don't know if that's what caused the ankle. But, but does Donovan land normally if the dude's not sliding underneath him like his like he was Steve Sachs? <laughs> that's a good point, Steve Sachs. <laughs> anyway, Gordon, you should find that video. I'd be curious to get your opinion, actually. Well, I watched it uh, a number of times, but uh, I, I I don't know. I, that, that thought didn't even cross my mind. Right. So go back and look at it with that thought okay. in your mind. All right, I will. Here Steve. you are trying to make me more negative. Yeah. And by the way, Steve Sachs, that's a that's a name that we usually would hear from. Gordon is a guy that played in the early 80s. It wasn't early 90s. It, it had to be at least early 90s because he was on Mr. Burns' uh, uh, softball team. <laughs> he retired and he went 81 to 94. So... A good long career for Because he got, uh, in that episode, he got arrested by the cops. And they, <laughs> they said, good news, boys. We can now close the book on every crime committed in our city. They all pinned, they pinned it all on Sachs. Oh, man, Steve Sachs. Just because he couldn't throw straight for a long time? Could Steve Sachs not throw straight? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he had a bit of an arm problem, uh, accuracy, throwing over to first base for a while there. I was four. Not Chuck know. Knobloch? You're not thinking of Chuck Knobloch for no. a Yankee second baseman who couldn't throw to first? No. Steve Sachs also suffered from that for a while. Hmm. If you yeah. suffer from Sachs problems, call. <laughs> Never mind. Jeez. Save that for when Andrew's on next week. <laughs> All right. The big news of the day today, Gordon. The Jazz made the announcement, uh, well, kind of in the late morning, uh, that Dwayne Wade has joined the Utah Jazz ownership group. And uh, he will now be part owner of the Utah Jazz. He was here at the game this afternoon. Um, he had this quote in the official release. He said, quote, as a businessman, entrepreneur, and investor, I bring a lot to this partnership outside of my basketball experience. I'm excited to help the Utah Jazz to the next level, unquote. Yeah, that, that's a big story, man. When I, uh, when I heard about that, I thought, okay, that, uh, I understand that. And a lot of it, I wrote a column about this, and I would encourage our listeners, usually I don't uh, try to promote this stuff that much, but I, I, I think it was pretty insightful, some of the things that I quoted Ryan Smith saying when I interviewed him in December. And it seems like uh, some of it was aimed at this kind of move. So if you get a chance, go to sltrib.com and check out my column on Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade being a match made in heaven, um, uh, I think it is. And I think it's to the benefit of the Jazz. I think it's to the benefit of the state of Utah uh, and the entire region. Uh, both of these guys, uh, Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade, thoughtful people who uh, have a pretty good vision. And so I think this will help the Jazz on the court and off it, and I think it will help Jazz fans. And quite frankly, I don't want to overstate it, but I think uh, Dwayne Wade is so highly respected around the NFL, around the NBA. I'm sorry that uh, that he could even influence uh, certain players to maybe you know, think about playing in Utah. Um, by the way, I got a reference to Hooterville in that column. Oh, good. <laughs> That's a, Did that just go for you? Did, oh, Did thank that, you. Did that just for you, Jay. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll go back and give it a read. I, I actually have it up on my uh, my bar, whatever they call it. Uh, I have a window open to it. I just haven't had a chance to go through it quite yet. Uh, I'll make sure and do so. But um, uh, talking about convincing other players to come play in Utah, 
I, I don't think that that's any small thing. And I'll, I'll bring this to the conversation, Gordon. Uh, Dwayne Wade is not only represented by, but also in business with, with a marketing company, the CAA agency. So, you know, there are really two big agencies when it comes to dealing with uh, with uh, NBA players, IMG and CAA, big major players in the NBA. And, you know, Gordon, uh, <clears throat> it's not the whole game, but if you're dialed in with, with certain agencies and agents and that sort of thing, that, that could be a big deal. Yeah, it sure could. And, uh, I mean, can't you hear – can't you hear the conversation between an agent or between players saying something along the lines of, well, you know, Utah has some money, and uh, that's that's Dwayne's team. Uh, yeah, pick up the phone. Let's go. Let's check it out. I could see that happening. I mean, so much of business and so many things happen out of relationships, and it sounds to me like that's how this thing, whole, the whole thing happened. You know, uh, Ryan Smith and, and Dwayne Wade met playing golf a couple of years ago, and they struck up a conversation, and they had a lot in common. And, uh, yeah, I mean, these things can happen sometimes. And and I understand that others have done this. Too. I mean, Jordan, I mean, how successful have the Hornets been? And uh, Michael Jordan, an owner there, Shaq has been involved in Sacramento, Grant Hill now in Atlanta. I'm not saying that it makes all the difference in the world, but look, we we have talked about how the Jazz have tried to diminish or or, or eradicate this whole idea that NBA players don't want to go play in Utah. Uh, That's... That's an old way of thinking, an anti- antiquated way of thinking. At least that's what they're trying to get across to everyone. So um, I, I think Dwayne Wade has a lot to learn from Ryan Smith, as he talked about uh, in the interview, uh, as far as uh, business goes, as far as uh, entrepreneurship goes. But Dwayne Wade also said, man, i got a lot to offer Ryan, too, and by extension, the Jazz. I think that's true. I really do. Well, so. I'd love to hear the entire reason. I think he explained it a little bit with the he feels like something he, he can learn from Ryan Smith, and I, I totally believe that. But I'd like to hear the full story because according to Mickey Arison, the owner of the Heat, Mickey had uh, talked to Dwayne Wade about uh, buying into the ownership group there with Miami, and he did not do it. And Arison seemed to allude to maybe not right time, not right place. But uh, I, I would guess there are many, if not all, the NBA franchises out there that would gladly welcome Dwayne Wade to the to the ownership sure. group. And he yeah. picked um, Ryan Smith in the Utah Jazz. I think that says something. I'd, I'd love if he ever really got into the explanation of why he made that decision. That would be really interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know the specifics of it. All I know is what he said. And, and Ryan Smith did say that uh, Dwayne had had opportunities to – be part owner of, of clubs and get involved with other teams. And this is this is his choice. And so there must be some kind of big draw there. And if it runs deeper than what he was saying today, then, then so be it. But uh, I think hanging around with Ryan Smith a little bit, you might appreciate his progressive thinking. And it's, I mean, I don't want to, this isn't a commercial for Qualtrics, but the whole, the whole thing with that company is to make the workplace uh, a better place to be. That's what that's what they try to do. That's that's what their business is hung on essentially. And 
So, <laughs> I mean, if if this is, I remember talking to one of uh, Ryan's associates, and he said that Ryan has incorporated that those principles into his life. And ordinarily, I might be a little skeptical about that, but I really believe it in the case of Ryan Smith, having talked to him for a bit. And uh, I, I think that's that's part of who he is. And I think that had an effect on Dwayne Wade. And he saw it and thought, OK, I can learn a thing or two from this guy and it might benefit me, not just in the short term, but the long term. And and Ryan felt the same way about uh, Dwayne Wade, because why wouldn't you? Well, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how they feel about each other. It would be interesting, like I said, to hear them go more in depth on it, because uh, I'm not sure. I'd like to hear exactly what went into this decision. I don't know if we'll ever get that in long form. I'm not saying like it's a negative thing, like, oh, I want to get to the dirt. But, yeah, when, when somebody has options and, and they select a, a non-conventional one, which I would consider, you know, the Jazz being it for no other reason than he spent all those years with the Heat. And if that were, were an option to, to stay on with that franchise and he decided instead to buy into the Jazz, I would be extremely curious to find out everything that went into that decision. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know if there are any other incentives, but all I know is what he said today, and he said that he – had something to offer the Jazz, and he felt like he could have an influence there uh, and on the community. And uh, and Ryan Smith uh, was a mentor of his, and he wanted to learn more. I, I, th- I believe in those relationships, Jake. I mean, I've experienced that in my own life and tried to help other people who I've, I've grown close to present company included of course. and uh, and and that makes that makes a big difference sure you know jake you've had opportunities you've had uh chances to do certain things and you've made your decisions based on what's good for you and your family but also based on the people you you're with and uh I, so when i hear that kind of talk i want to believe it and, and i do believe it I, I, now whether there's something that runs deeper than that somewhere in there then then i don't know what it would be but uh uh, if those two didn't have some sort of tight relationship, I don't think this would be happening. Oh, I agree with that. I just, you know, I haven't spoken to the two of them in one room before, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure what. I, I'd like to hear that. Like I'm telling you, I'd like to hear the story. But unlike you, Gordon, I just like to step on people as much as I possibly can. <laughs> that brings you great joy. You know, I just it? try to ruin relationships as, as often as humanly possible. Well, quoting from from what was reported earlier today, uh, Dwayne Wade or Smith, uh, Ryan Smith said there is a broad picture here. It's much more than just basketball. And he talks about how the NBA is a big platform, and, uh, and he said we're the newest ownership group. We're the youngest. Dwayne's a perfect fit. I want to work with Dwayne on and off the court, on the business side, and so do our partners because of who he is as a human being and what he's accomplished. These are the kinds of people you want to be around. And he said that during the interview at halftime as well that was played at halftime. And Dwayne Wade said, this is about the next phase of my life as an investor, a businessman, an entrepreneur. For me, this is an opportunity to grow. So, I mean, and he also said that uh, he said about Ryan, he said, uh, let me see, uh, I'm thankful for Ryan, and I know, too, that I bring a lot to this partnership outside of just my basketball knowledge and skills. So I I guess I believe it. Oh, yeah. I didn't say I didn't. No, I'm not saying that you did. I'm just (laughs) saying that I do. 
Not everything's an argument, Jake. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, I want a long form answer. I'd love to hear the details. And well, I, you I keep saying, like, we heard them today. Shut up about it. They told us. No, I will. I, I mean, they kind of did, but uh, it's uh, the, the details will come out, I think, in time. Yeah, I'd like, and I'd like to see them. That is true. But do you think they'll be different than what is being expressed today? Uh, meaning, you know, more detailed than. Uh, I see Ryan as a mentor, yeah. Well, for instance, when he says, this is about the next phase of my life as an investor, a businessman, an entrepreneur, are you waiting to for, for uh, Wade to come forth and say, well, Ryan, you know, you gave me a new home at Pebble Beach? or No, 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 he, I'm, I'm know, looking more like... This is some so dumb to get bogged down on, but I mean, like, what about Ryan's business acumen? Attracts Dwayne Wade as a, as a mentor. What kind of business opportunities does it open the door to? You know, what are the the roles from a franchise operational standpoint? Can Dwayne Wade bring to the table? Last I checked, Mickey Harrison was a pretty darn good businessman himself. So was it maybe how Ryan Smith has made his way in the world? His youth. Uh, was what? it just fun to golf with him that day in San Clemente? Right. And that changed well, everything. he did say that they're about the same age. Right. And, and besides, Austin knows this. Uh, I mean, cruise ships aren't for everybody. So, Mickey, sorry. And they and, should be for nobody. Yeah, and he's got a, a personal connection to the Miami Heat. So did that play into it? Was it hard for him not to accept Mickey Harrison's uh, uh, offer? Was it, was it just not the right time in his life? You know, what? how long have Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade been talking about this? You know, th- those sorts of things I find fascinating. Well, I think they've been talking about it for, well, Ryan Smith said that they were, that it came to him before as he was buying the team. I think he indicated that. So, I mean, because... Look, you know how it is when two people meet and they talk, and I can just Dwayne Wade sitting there going, "Wow, Ryan, this Ryan Smith guy, he's pretty smart. I, I could maybe learn a thing or two from him." And so they they talk, they communicate, they develop a relationship over time. And besides, uh, Ryan's a heck of a golfer too. You know, he's almost scratch. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I that. have a theory about that. I think people are always impressed by those who are really good golfers. Really? Because I hate their guts. No, I mean, people You're good at golf. I want to fight you. People want, people are drawn toward those who are good at golf (laughs) because they they themselves are not. And so they they want to be around those people, and that's why uh, so many good golfers uh, utilize that to their advantage. See, Gordon, there's a detail we could find out. Did you, did you uh, buy part ownership in the Jazz because Ryan Smith's a good golfer? These are just the details <laughs> that, that really I'm, I'm looking for that we didn't get answered today. But <laughs> well, apparently but, it did get answered today. But so. once you develop a relationship with somebody who, and, and obviously Ryan knew all about Dwayne Wade, uh, then wait a minute, all of a sudden he's the owner of the Utah Jazz. Who's he going to call? Who? Who? He's going to call Dwayne Wade. He's going to say, hey, Dwayne, guess what I just did? I just bought the Jazz. Ha! What are you doing next Tuesday? Let's talk. No? I'd love to hear if that's how it happened. I think they bonded over Disney movies. Speculation. (laughs) (laughs) About a a fantasy of what may have happened. Speculation is fun. 
All right, I want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. Spring la- Their spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses to save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080 at Davis Vision. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.